Welcome to Be Customer-Led, where we'll explore how leading experts in customer and employee experience are navigating organizations through their own journey to be customer-led and the actions and behaviors employees and businesses exhibit to get there. And now, your host, Bill Stagos. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Be Customer Led. This is your host, Bill Stakos. I've got a fantastic guest for us this week. Stephen Moy is CEO of Barbarian, which, by the way, is one of the coolest names for a company on the planet. And we're gonna, I got to ask Stephen, like, where did Barbarian come from? But Barbarian is, is an agency that is maniacally focused on leveraging technology to reduce friction, data to power new ideas, and creativity to bring new products and services to life for their clients. So barbarians, why are they called barbarians? They're fearless, they're inventive, they're ambitious, they're entrepreneurial. And the primary goal is helping their clients transform and disrupt their industries. I'm really excited to have Steven on the, on the show today because we're talking about customer needs, how they're evolving, and how it's shaping new tech. Steven, welcome to the show. I'm so fired up to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in, Stephen. And I think you've got a really interesting background. When we first met, we went through that a little bit and I was just kind of blown away by like some of the twists and turns you've taken in your career and like help our listeners understand that journey and how it's led to where you are at Barbarian. And again, like thinking about like the C-suite, like any thoughts on how you think this journey has given you sort of a deeper perspective for your current role as a CEO? This is a great question. Yeah, so uh, I cannot claim a lot of credit. Uh, I think I, at first I need thanks to my parents. But and also I disclaimer, it's not by design, sometimes by luck. So I still remember when I selecting colleges or university, what major, my, my parents, especially my father, insisted I, I need to be a doctor, a lawyer. And you run a very typical Chinese parent. I wanted to be a fashion designer, but she, he told me you're going to be poor. And so I selected electrical engineering. So I studied computer hardware design when mm -hmm. I was undergrad at Northeastern University in Boston, Massachusetts. And then, of course, after the, and then I started my co-op program. Again, just one of the features of Northeastern co-op program. So I started my career very early as a, as a software tester for Apollo computer. For, for, wow. for the audience, they, they are our age. Or, that was no PC when I first started. No PC, That's no right. Macintosh. And then my journey evolved after I graduated, witnessing the first shift in our economy, which is a global outsourcing. So a lot of hardware design jobs, and you mm -hmm. guys all know, right, got, got shifted to Far East or Middle East. And during that time, I started my first job as a software engineer for the state of Massachusetts. And then subsequently, I joined a private uh, consulting firm for specializing in the DOD. But my specialties wow. back then was doing DOS programming for database data capturing software, you know, on, on MS-DOS. DOS, now, man, you're really yeah. dating yourself. DOS, holy yeah. cow. Oh, my God. So, so that was the time. So I've always had that curiosity when I started doing more and more coding and yeah. you know, learning software engineering. I said, well, I got it. I'm a hardware guy, so I need to learn software. So I, during night, I attended you know, UMass Boston for my massive computer science. And that was when CompuServe AOL just started. <laughs> so again, timing is very strange, right? If I do computer science right now, probably I should join Meta and the other yeah, one. So, yeah, but, yeah. 
that time I learned a lot about the you know computing theory. I studied touring machine imitation yeah, game in a demo yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. How do that is the foundation of computing? Yeah, how you de decipher code? And I had such a good time to stay with the company for 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 the time. And but then the internet, truly internet, kick off like Netscape and yeah. all the other one came along. So I got a job, and I think in '96 I got its first job. Really become a software architect for e-commerce for Reed Elsevier, which is a professional content company. They own yeah. LexisNexis. Yeah. If you are a New Yorker, you watch Law and yeah. Order. Jack McCoy, <laughs> <laughs> that's the case law. So I built the first credit card transaction for them, 1997. Very cool. Uh, and I was part of the think tank. They put it in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for a variety of reasons. Of course, MIT was there, so a lot of great yeah. talent. I learned so much. And also during that time, you know, the company willing to pay for advanced study. So I asked myself, do I want to do PhD software, software engineer or should I do something different? And somehow I picked MBA in marketing because I said, maybe I'm a little lazy. I think PhD takes seven <laughs> years. <laughs> and uh, jokingly, but I, I always love to, oh, how people run business, how, yeah, how the whole thing yeah, works. Yeah. So I attended Boston University for my MBA night. During that time, I was doing software coding. And then uh, wow. Sapien recruited me. I, I joined Sapien as a director of technology, I think late 1999. And also I graduated probably 1999. Or, uh, so that was the right time. Came out, I was already in one of the, remember way back dot com, they are the fast I, five. I, Netflix, yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. right. This right. is so pre-first pre, pre big bubble in 2000, yes. right? And so. But of course I missed the IPO always timing. I missed the <laughs> IPO uh, of Sapien. And then I started doing a lot of large scale implementation uh, design e-commerce. So mm -hmm. uh, one, one of the most mentioned is uh, Nextel.com. If you remember Nextel, the sure. yeah, yeah. way back, the technology makes not as mature today. Today, to be honest with the marketing tech and advertising tech, very mature. You can just yeah. assemble them together. Back then, you have to do a lot of customization on right. the platform. And uh, we built a whole platform for Nextel for direct-to-consumer, how they sell to the customer, like mm -hmm. phone and rate, rate cards. We planned, and then we also morphed the platform into B two B, so they can sell it to Bank of America and our corporate world. Sure, that was that was like witnessing the ship initially was the all local team, and then mm. we shifted to India. So we all all of a sudden like two three hundred people depends on the mix. Learn a lot and a lot of fun, right? Building an enterprise grade, like always on e-commerce platform. And then, of course, after I graduate my MBA, I said, oh, I always want to try something new. So maybe I should do a startup. Now, again, like early 2000 doing a startup compared to today, maybe I should. <laughs> I well, <laughs> well, it was a good idea in 2000, right? I mean, yeah, it was just so shortly it, thereafter. Bubble where... bursted, right? So I, I, I actually had a good time with a very small supply chain consultancy company. I learned a lot. So it gave me an even deeper knowledge on mm -hmm. fulfillment and logistics, like drop shipping, yeah, yeah. inventory management. So I never told anybody I'm, I could be a supply chain guy. I don't want people to ask me a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot. So 2004 and 2005, the two founders, of Sapien, I know them very well. Jerry Greenberg is calling back, and out of four thousand people, they still call me. Hey, Moy, we're doing marketing now. Come back. <laughs> I said, what, what, what do you mean we're doing marketing? But I did. So Sapien Interactive, the birth of Sapien. Yeah. We we turned to Sapien. Long story short, and they somehow they said, Hey, Stephen, you're very good with clients. So they make me the client executive for Harris Entertainment, which at that time Harris Entertainment just acquired Caesar mm -hmm. Entertainment, forty casino. How much things we need to integrate? Yeah. This URM is still one of the best. 
and the total total reward program, they truly back then, if you swipe a card, they know who you are. How much yeah. you spend? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So we did all the unification of the website, the booking engine. You can um, book like spa, hotel, everything to rush on. And then the back end integration, we partnered with many agencies, including like Infosys as well. I turned the account to become the number three for saving in the world. I got promoted and then they make me, uh, name me the, you know, regional vice president or MD to run New England. We changed our model. Cool. So, so I started off like, oh, okay, New England, only, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> New, yeah, New York, yeah. All right, so I started with one client, which is Liberty Mutual. They were being disrupted. We helped them to do direct to consumer. The hmm. disruptors are progressive and Geico. Yeah. yeah. Back then, everybody sells through agents, right? You yeah, call yeah, your yeah. agent and get insurance. So we built all the direct-to-consumer website base. Like that time, iPhone hasn't launched yet, so yeah, no, no phone, mobile. But we built all the uh, coding engine, integration to the coding engine for home mm-hmm. and auto, basically casualty and property. So mm-hmm. that was, that was the, their, their disruptor, if you will, the digital transformation. And then I took one client, and then from 2007 to 2013, I was fortunate working with a lot of great people. I shifted my portfolio from one client to basically every client in Massachusetts uh, or in New England, from Staples, yeah. CVS, all the insurance companies, Cigna, Travelers, Hartford, National Show, and then also all the uh, shoe companies somehow in Massachusetts. We put them on the e-commerce platform, New Balance, Puma, Victorious, my client, Swiss Army, and then Rulala yeah. was my client. So a lot of fun. Like do a lot of digital so-called awesome. early day e-business. Remember, now with digital transformation. Yeah, yeah. And I, my portfolio was, I think, year to year, 50% growth when I left about 100 million. Wow. Uh, a couple thousand people. And then somehow I got recruited by Dentsu Isobar. That was the time Dentsu Aegis, if people familiar mm-hmm. with the holding company, the number five and number six merged, become Dentsu Aegis. Yeah. I got recruited to be uh, one of the uh, thought leaders for Isobar, which is a digital agency for Dentsu. They're, they're set up very interesting because they, through acquisition in 10 years, they bought, I think, 90 companies. So every, wow. country, every country, there's a digital agency, they bought them. And tell them they're ISOBA. So 8,000 people, but what it lacks is a unification of mm-hmm. narrative and also mm-hmm. go to market. So I was fortunate working with the board, sitting at the board with all the CEO, started reframing everything, reframing mm-hmm. everything. And my knowledge on saving Nitro helps. So I've done it, kind of done it once. So working with them, define the narrative and then went to market. We have a lot of success. We we held McDonald's. My friend was the head of digital. He, after he left, Stephen Nigel went to McDonald's and called me. Hey, Stephen, I, I need a partner. I need to build a mobile phone for one billion, dollar, uh, one billion people. That's McDonald's. Every day, one billion people walking in and out of their restaurant yeah. in the world. So uh, we did in six months. They said, but I want to give you six months. I need a prototype so we can show the franchise. <laughs> so we built it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like, build wow. It for, uh, that, that was one of the key things. I was, uh, I know a lot of executive coach when I was a sapien. So when I was ISO, well, they hired, called me and hey, I know I need an innovation partner. So I so I make ISO well, the innovation partner for coach. And of course, nothing, unfortunately, nothing launched. But the thinking was how you put a battery into a, a handbag so you can charge your phone because yeah, wireless yeah, yeah. charging yeah. wasn't that. But a lot of prototype didn't work out, but things like that. 
But so I had a lot of fun four years, and then I became a spokesperson. They said, "Hey, we need new capabilities, Stephen. You're very good of because I helped the narrative." Mm-hmm. So I went out to look for company to buy and to persuade persuade a lot of startup and e-commerce agency to join Isobar. So we ended up acquired two companies: one in London, Ecomera, and they have six hundred people. They are the biggest Salesforce commerce shop in Europe.、Hmm. And then bought one in China, truly in China, Shanghai. Vietnam and Hong Kong called Bucom. They were the、uh, white labeling back office partner for a lot of my friends in the industry. So bought、hmm. both of them in the key market. Basically, my strategy was I I cannot compete in U.S. Let me wipe out everything outside <laughs> the world. So after we did that, and they named me the CEO. Stephen, you did Stephen Nitro before, right? Go merge the two companies together. So again, timing. 2015, 16, I went to London, became the CEO of Isobar UK. Yeah. Merging two companies together, Isobar the creative agency and Ecomera the e-commerce agency. Had a lot of fun, learned a lot. Foreign country, all the laws different yeah, and market yeah, different. Yeah. But of course, Brexit hit. Right, Brexit hit. The market really stopped a little bit.、Mm. And and during that time, I got a golden opportunity when when I reconnected with Bob Greenberg, the founder of LGA. I he asked me to join as the U.S. CTO, Chief Technology Officer, the first ever. For LGA, because they they're looking for someone like me with kind of business mind, understand、yeah. creativity and tech, and it's not for technology per se. It's how can we make the technology business become more a lot of LGA client, all the、mm. greater leading brands. They are using the marketing tech that they need to innovate on top of it. Yeah,、Even、sure. Capital investment, including Adobe, Salesforce, the users as well. So I joined in 2017. Came back to US. Had a lot of fun. Bob, I love working for Bob. Like Bob just said, "Go, Stephen, go!" Like, but all of a sudden, I never like to be on stage or do a lot of talking. But、yeah. like, go! Now I'm the front, I'm the front man. <laughs> so that's why you see a lot of press. People love to listen, and I did a lot of interview podcast. But yeah, at LGA, we're focusing on transformation and speed. It was really unique. It's about like how you create ecosystem and help brand to transform. The focusing on customer centric touch point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But right, well, it's two and a half years. Fast by, and then let's fast forward to Barbell. And then after Bob, we announced retirement, rightfully so. Seventy-two years, forty-two year building LJ. Yeah, yeah. I got recruited by Chell Worldwide, which is a Seoul Korean based holding company for people if they are part of the in-house agency for Samsung for fifty、mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And they they went IPO. They if anybody study in Seoul, Korea, South Korea, they are WPP. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, one point five billion、uh, revenue company, ninety offices, a lot of Samsung business. And they said, Hey, Stephen, I need someone like you, you to ignite Barbarian because Barbarian actually a twenty year brand. I competed、mm-hmm. with them because they founded in Boston, two thousand three. Anybody remember the Burger King campaign, subserving chicken? We partnered with our, you know, Christian Porter. The website did by Barbarian, my my predecessor, right? No the, kidding, interesting. Yeah, that website was, I think, the best use of viral marketing. You went on the site, you can type in thousand move. We they I, we really scripted back the thousand move for the chicken today. So that was like really put Barbarian on on the map.、Yeah. And a chair acquired them ten years during that time, two thousand thirteen, for Samsung. That was no coding platform. Again, technology wasn't、mm-hmm. enough for building an immersive experience, human size, large screen format for small retail footprint around the world. Because how many refrigerator you can stack, right? Yeah, that's right. But it's also worth it. So we 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 actually my predecessor used C plus plus in one of the older object oriented language. 
to create that open source platform so we can code the immersive experience, human side, high definition. Mm. You can touch and open the door and you can experience. And we were, we were so fortunate, got a Ken Lions, the first innovation Lions, and gave it to Barbarian for that innovation because we outsourced yeah. it. And uh, of course, fast forward, and they recruited me. I decided to take a, take a chance. Oh, I want to be a CEO again, and let, let me see what I can do with with a nimble organization. Yeah. So I joined 2019. Of course, I never planned for COVID. No one did. All right. <laughs> <I created laughs> I mean. a, yes, right. I created a, a three phase uh, business plan, and now I'm back on track. Of course, COVID slowed me down a little bit, mm. but it, it, it a lot of fun. Basically, I hope everybody do any Google search or anything, you will see more and more barbarian because the journey was I need to pivot the company from a digital marketing, uh, very good at digital marketing to mm-hmm. I want to be a more, the new type of digital transformation agency. I want to design the agency for fast transformation for our client, mm-hmm. I call. So that's why you see a lot of on my website, what we call create the future faster for our client mm-hmm. because I've seen and learned from the best. And I do do not believe, especially in during the pandemic, no one should be spending 18 two years to build a website. The world changing so fast. That's right, that's right. right. Launching a new product, look at a startup company, you can do it in three months. I work with Fortune 100 company, they, they took years. I mean, the pace of innovation and pace of culture changes so fast, especially with uh, the pandemic accelerated it. That, so the, all the consumer behavior shifted uh, already. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe my client need different type of agency focusing on speed and craft. So I, mm-hmm. I call ourselves a fast transformation for our client where I can give you a few examples. We did things so fast. It's insane. For example, we, we were so fortunate. We, 2021, got awarded the business for American Express. We are the global social AOR for American Express. Highly competitive. I, I, I was so fortunate they selected me because I have a lot of friends in the mix. <laughs> and one, one feedback is you guys are very fast. That, that I think is a new currency. Now, very fast. That's so the first assignment, let's tell you, Bill. First assignment, after we onboarded, everything signed. First assignment, membership week. If you remember 2021 membership week in June, mm-hmm. we only have six weeks. We created thousands of pieces of content every day, different activation on Instagram, Facebook, like with Peloton, with David Chen, restaurant, yeah. on public and stage. And even with New York and uh, or nowhere, Nyon, the fashion designer, we launched an exclusive apparel line with American Express and also the follower, the fan base within weeks, right? Launching on the last day, which was my birthday, June 18th, launch it, sold out in minutes. They never done anything like that before American Express, right? Historically, or Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But talk about moving in six weeks. You can That's incredible. So that's what we are focusing on. And also I applauded American Express. So many people focusing on acquiring new customer. How about your existing customer? Right? That's the uh, first initiative. Yeah. No, no. As I remember that campaign actually. we I've been a longtime customer. It's incredible. And I've actually worked for American Express. So yes, kudos to them for moving quickly, but also to you guys and the agency for working with them so quickly and motivating and moving them because not a lot gets done in six weeks at Amex. No offense to them. They're a great company in a lot of ways, but all at a size of that organization, six weeks is like lights, like lightning right. speed, right? Of course, right. I mean, we should applaud, right? Bigger organization, they fail at their own pace, right? Sure. Of course, you see the startup can move faster, but also you look at the fortune, the, I would say the more uh, household brand versus the startup brand, they all have advantages and also disadvantages mm-hmm. to your sure. point, right? 
Amex household brand, right? Everybody knows it. The startups are building a brand. The brand loyalty and equity takes time to build. Mm. So they all both have advantage and disadvantage. That's what makes it so interesting now, the world, mm. right? We, at least the world I'm living in. Yeah. Uh, how you make something more memorable, remarkable, but also profitable for your client. doesn't matter what size they are. I think those are the key ethos that mm. we're helping. At least I told my team, this is how we're going to work <laughs> with our client. So a lot of that. So that, that's why, sorry, it took a little bit while. But I would always say I got a lot of interview reporter ask me, how technology is going to be impacting advertising? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> 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 just happened. <laughs> Follow the flow the journey. But... I, I have the same fortune that because I truly understand technology, give me an edge a little bit. Uh, That's awesome. In, in the space we're working with. Let's talk a little bit about the changing and evolving needs um, of consumers, right? I mean, everyone who's listening to this, you, me included, we're experiencing brands in new and different ways, largely because, let's just say, I mean, the pandemic has really changed a lot, has certainly expedited that change, right? It really has put fuel behind that change to just move much more quickly. But what are you seeing in terms of major trends in those changes in the needs and, and even not mention clients, of course, but what are you hearing from clients in terms of like where they want to be moving? Great question. Great question. I will answer you in a few categories or territory. Mm-hmm. I see. First of all, we did a lot of customer with, uh, consumer research focusing during pandemic, throughout pandemic, and we're still in the pandemic. Mm. When pandemic hit us 2020, the number one grocery item Guess what people buy? Not toilet mm-hmm. paper, I tell you. <laughs> really? Because it felt like it was toilet Number two. That was number two. Uh, toilet paper, number two. Paper towels? No. Ba- baking mix. Baking mix? Everybody oh, said, everyone started mix. baking. <laughs> yes. So I was equally shocked. But also, I started cooking more. I bought an air fryer. So if you witnessing the, the, the changes in uh, consumer behavior, I would imagine mm-hmm. people got you know, still stuck at home or stay at home. Sure. The first touch point battlefield, first mile of any communication, home, mm-hmm. right? You look at a home setup. So I would say a couple of behaviors shifted. First of all, I think people, because so lack of interaction, they're willing to experiment, mm-hmm. like baking, cooking, right? I mean, this is so imposing. So the consumer behavior shifted a lot. It's like they would love to try new things. So mm-hmm. that's why you, you see a lot of culturally relevant movement driven mm-hmm. by that. So I would say first trend I see social commerce here to say the convergence between communication and commerce. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're already happening in China, like Alibaba every day. Like every yeah, that's been year, for right? years now. Yeah. For years. And we were not ready, U.S., because we have a different cultural acceptance. I remember when you, if you talk to anybody before COVID, they would say, oh, that's, that's sold out. No one should be like merchandising product, like QVC on, on social platforms. We're not <laughs> saying that. But you witnessing during COVID, we are so lack of everything is so digital at home, multi-touch point. Mm-hmm. The conversion, meaning when I see it, I want to buy it. And especially our demographic, our population, right? Roughly say half of our population is Gen Z, younger demographic. Mm-hmm. They are the one. First of all, you see. So social commerce. It's a permanent shift, mm-hmm. meaning when I see it, I want to buy. Mm-hmm. And so you see a lot of ecosystem planning changes for our client or how you leverage partner platform in the first touch point, Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget, two years ago, three years ago, there was no TikTok. Now TikTok. There's yeah. over, there's overly, from usage, over defeated uh, Instagram already, traffic. Yeah, that's the incredible. Dominant, if, you, if, if that's the audience you're reaching, again, it depends on your audience. Those, when you see the brand, we are trained right now only eight seconds, right? You need to catch my attention, I'll buy you. 
So you think about content creation ecosystem planning. We see a lot of permanentship. Like mm-hmm. we see a lot of more microservices or headless mm-hmm. architecture, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. How you can integrate even the platform partner? They started opening up more more APIs, and so that you see the new ecosystem shifted. You have to be prepared. To, at least today, the entry point will be digital and social first. If you mm-hmm. target a younger mm-hmm. audience, I think second trend, I would say. And knowledge trend is very important. I it, it is a boardroom conversation with all my client now, direct to consumer.、Mm. It's a mindset and a business strategy at the boardroom level. I'm not suggesting any brand to you know just forget all well we we tell part don't sell it. No, that's part of the ecosystem. But this is the time during COVID now during today, calculus、mm-hmm. world. Every all of a sudden everything you never get your customer data. Because all your partner own own the customer data. That's right. right. So this is the time, not only important to get your first party customer data through direct to consumer. I truly advise, truly believe, in addition to your ecosystem of partner retailer,、mm-hmm. you need to have a direct conversation、mm-hmm. with your partner. So we see tremendous push on direct to consumer. Interesting.、Like、how you launch a product and how you drive the traffic to your own ecosystem or partner ecosystem. That's what I'm saying. Is that、mm-hmm. replacing?、Mm-hmm. Lot boardroom conversation. That's how you see a lot of new product and services innovation. You see a lot of new marketing, more focusing on digital first. Sure. Right. So it's it's permanent. I told her permanent. I, especially in the world, you need to get capture more、mm. data. I, I think that you see that's why you see a huge investment, capital investment in you yeah know, in customer data platform, all kinds of data. But I would argue you will see more and more advisory consulting, like what data you should get. Right. Yeah, because not all data is not all data is、right. the same. Not all exactly, data is the same. Exactly.、Right? What data、yeah. would drive a couple of things? Not only creating long-lasting customer relationship loyalty. How about new business R and D? Historically,、mm-hmm. you do focus focus group, right? Now you have more data, capture more behavioral data, so、mm-hmm. it can help you to think through. Oh, they are liking this product or this service. Maybe that's some complementary.、Mm-hmm. So I would I would. I would say this is a new business R and D in addition to absolutely, totally. And, and then the last thing, latest, I will touch on. Every client asks me about NFT and、uh, manifest. <laughs> so I, I told them I, I like simplicity, right? Because too complicated. We, we all deserve a little bit more simplicity. So I call this new omniverse. I say, guys, right? It's nothing new. I, my opinion. We only have omni-channel mindset, right? You have、mm-hmm. online, offline, online, offline. The third dimension is permanent. Now we look at all the capital investment, people, all the customer journey. Now, including me, we、mm-hmm. go in and now online, offline, manifest.、Mm-hmm. Because we, we like, right? We are doing this. Yeah. All right. I never will buy a jean without trying it on. So I will go to the store to try the jean on. It's very, very traditional. I mean. Maybe I go to the metaverse, buy one pair physically, and buy one pair in them for my avatar. Yeah, that's a new world order. That's so, absolutely right. So I, it's not replacing. A lot of people are debating. Well, when you double down on that, they may not do. No, I. We truly need to understand human behavior, the way we work. Basically, the customer journey again being expanded or deconstructed, expanded now multi-dimensional, like like multiverse, right? Online, offline, metaverse. That's how your customer will engage you because they go in and out.、Mm-hmm. We miss out one or the other, never go away. I think this is a very exciting time, including metaverse in the thinking. So a lot of time is now the more progressive client, big or small, they all like how does that fit?、Mm-hmm. Right, we're already doing social digital first. So that's why we're working with a lot of kind,、uh, a lot of my clients. You will see some of the new product hopefully in a few <laughs> launching in a few months is cutting in and out. 
I, I truly mm-hmm. believe that's how you should think about it. It's no different than omni-channel, like, but now we're omniverse, right? I, I love the analogy, Stephen. I, I haven't really thought about it that way, but it absolutely makes sense. I mean, you're just, you're just introducing another platform into the mix. It could be call center. It could be your iPhone. It could be whatever it is. You're just introducing another way to engage with the brand in different ways. Absolutely. In ways, frankly, that we probably aren't even thinking yet. There's this aspect of digital convenience that the metaverse or omniverse, to use your term, really is able to deliver in a completely different way, as well as create personalization at scale through the journey, right? And a lot Absolutely. of what you were talking about, that, that, that direct-to-consumer is really about that. It's a topic that so many companies are talking about right now, whether you're retail, financial services, auto, really doesn't matter. It's a, it, to your point, a lot of organizations are talking about. What's your take on this? And like, where are you seeing this happen most right now? Are there specific verticals or customer types where, or, or, or maybe cohorts? Is it more in that sort of Gen Z space? Because I'm a Gen Xer and I'm already thinking about this and I'm already thinking about the benefits. But like, where are you seeing a lot of this being driven from? Yeah, a lot of, of course, a lot of ecosystem, the stronger ecosystem, you can do a lot of personalization. Like the contracts from China to us, think about it, right? So let me touch on that. The top eight tech company leading the world right now, right? So mm-hmm. three in China, Baidu, Tencent, Alibaba. I mean, they're set up. There's a lot to learn. They're set mm-hmm. up they're more closed system, right? They own everything. Right, data privacy may not be a concern, but somehow it created a digital convenience for the world. Uh, I mean, you ever visit China now? Cashless, everything is QR code, WeChat. Right? Even even the street beggar, they have QR code. They're, yeah, I know. It's they're, crazy. They're, they're they're literally five seven years ahead of us. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Easily. Yeah, because the, the digital convenience. So sometimes I think I, I think we we the we soon we get to the pivotal point for us to. I value convenience. I don't mind sharing some data. Some people will never sure, do it, right? Sure. So I think it's a customer choice by then. Mm-hmm. But if you look at how they do it, they somehow they created the whole digital ecosystem, cashless, so advanced, right? E-commerce, live streaming, everything, like everything around the world. Uh, so that's side. So in the US, I would say like, of course you look at the, our top five, six, right? Amazon, Netflix, yeah, yeah. Uh, user, uh, user suspect. Like Netflix added another 100 million subscribers during COVID. Think about it. And all the recommendation is not by cho- uh, by your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on your clicks and yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. The, they have so many titles. I guarantee you, if you log in differently, you will see a completely different Completely set. different, yeah. No, no, right? no. no. I, that, that, that's true. That's absolutely true. Right. And of course, Amazon, right? They know what you need. They will recommend, right? <laughs> like they do have technology. Uh, I remember there's some research. They, they, they do automatic replenishment at one point, but they never launch it because of the, the creepiness of it, right? They know how much toilet paper you've been using. Oh, I and know that. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they will recommend. <laughs> they, I, you know, I mean, they, dog food just came up and I'm like, I actually exactly. need dog food, but dog food came up. Either they're listening through Alexa and they're like, hey, go sell Bill some more dog food or... Or they're figuring out another way. So a lot of brand needs to learn. So the reason they're so advanced is the ecosystem they have, and also mm-hmm. the membership data, the mm-hmm. the customer data they have, mm-hmm. the prime. So I see a lot of brands right now trying to build their ecosystem. A lot of time, right, they have their own little data because they build for not for this time. The capital investment is so high, mm-hmm. and they borrow a lot of ecosystem like. Amazon for retail, outlet, and TikTok and Instagram. I think the next battlefield is ecosystem. Mm. However, mm. the smart one will follow and build or learn from it because at the end of the day, it's not it's not about the technology. So it's 
the customer data. That's you right. Customer data, you need to have a direct conversation with customer, and then you can deliver true personalization for them. So I see a lot of activity talk about how to create partnership with the big guys, right? Or the social platform, mm-hmm. but also creating their own, how to using new uh, digital products and services attract the customer back to your own ecosystem so you can capture the customer data. So I, I would say uh, personalized services at scale will come very soon. Mm. But I think first first battlefield, ecosystem and get your customer data. Yeah, uh, I was fortunate, uh, highlight because we still staying at home. I, I started working with Roku a bit during pandemic, Roku. They also yeah, added, they added 10 million subscribers, <clears throat> Roku, you know, the streaming. Platform. Oh, Roku, I'm thinking about the glass company, the eyeglass company, the new eyeglass company that compete with Warby. Roku, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roku, Roku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. television, yeah. The Gen Z, right? Remember, no one watched uh, primetime broadcast TV. Yeah. Like the medium age, I, I fell on my chair when I, when I learned to study from Roku. Streaming, 55, primetime TV. Wow. But during pandemic shifted again, the younger generation, they would stream. That's why you see Disney Plus, all the streaming platform mm-hmm. making a lot of money because yeah, they're, they're they're nothing to do, stuck at home. I just don't want to watch broadcast TV. So yeah. I see a new ignition about two omni-channel. Remember at one point you got second screen, you watch online, <laughs> and yeah. all coming back. So yeah. again, but not that's a one touch point. Again, I think the company, any brand should focusing on your, understand the new customer journey, including Metaverse. Mm-hmm. At what point, what is the micro moment you want to engage your customer? If, you, mm-hmm. if you're competing the first mile at home, right? You got connected TV, I have Apple TV streaming, all the other one. I got Alexa on my home. Don't forget CES, every CES, even my Samsung introduced five robots. Think mm-hmm. about it. You got robot, can pour your wine. You got robot, can yep. raise your temperature. All are digital enabled touch points. Mm-hmm. For PC family, including us, whoever can figure out the orchestrated the best customer experience, I think there will be a moment of shift, new household brand we defined, right? At that, that point, right, you try to, because it's about convenient. And then using, you can, if you get the right data and then you can connect multiple channels together, mm-hmm. you really can do more personalized content and eventually, I think, one-to-one marketing. I was, uh, last bit I was at, at H, I got invited to at H just recently in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still under the pandemic. Surprisingly, not a lot of brands, but I actually saw a lot of startups. They already talking about metaverse, doing mm-hmm. one-to-one targeting, like minority report. Yeah. Targeting yeah. Uh, personalized in the metaverse to your avatar. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, it's interesting. The the traditional, I was uh, thinking about this the other day because I was, I was having a conversation with someone around journey orchestration, real-time changing the journey real time for the for the customer, et cetera. And I was like, this is going to be the death of the persona, right? Like how many designers use personas to design, right? Like that's going to be all gone. All it's gone. going to absolutely be one-to-one journey orchestration, journey development, and that personalization at scale. Right? Like no one's going to design for the persona anymore. You're totally correct. And also should be more, I would say, not static, more dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like the, the remember the, the old, the previous <laughs> Well, when we do persona, customer journey, and yeah. then digital strategy, it took yeah. months, right? You said, and then you launch a program two years. That time cycle being collapsed because you have more data now, right? Mm-hmm. You have more, more data. So the persona should be enhanced 
if, if we're still using that uh, methodology, yep. should be enhanced with more dynamic data because it changes into the three dimension we talk about. So I do agree, maybe some archetype or whatever. So to your, to your point, that whole discipline will be, will be, we need to, we- Fundamentally change. Yeah. I, I remember Yale University recently, I think Yale, yeah, recently reached out to me like, they have special, I'm sure many universities have said, they have now, they call it econ economic behavior, human yeah. economic behavior. Yeah. Like how you modify or learn from human behavior and progressively suggesting the yeah. more of it. Just say kind of like diet, right? It's not a one-time thing you have to somehow help me getting along. There's a lot of new thinking, even yeah. academia and also I'm sure like R&D lab, like with that much data of Amazon, I'm sure they have a lot of thinking around it. Stephen, when you think about the new sort of digital frontier a couple of years out, what are you most excited about? I mean, you're at the, you're, you're thinking about this stuff all the time, but like, what, what are you like, I can't wait for this to be really ubiquitous. Oh, so many, <laughs> so many thinking. So let's talk about the omniverse, right? I think yeah. the first wave and then the future, I, I would see a lot of augmented reality, maybe hologram. Mm. You, we would never uh, leave the physical world, like that whole whole dimension. And and I also cannot wait to see how the giants, the tech giant, integrate the gaming platform. Mm -hmm. So why Microsoft buying Activision? Sure. Right? Oh, right? absolutely. It's like clear. The, the, the teenager, the first touch point, not TikTok or Instagram, Fortnite, right? They meet friends there, Yeah. right? That's a new social society, social system. So I cannot yeah. wait to see truly multi-dimensional like interface like we we like kind of like blade runner a little bit and make yeah. like, like, kind of that, that is i think that give because sometimes with COVID, we we focusing also not only technological impact to human behavior also mental wellness yeah so i i, I totally understand we all need some escape right so yeah. i think the omniverse we, we will see more capital investment but I truly believe that's another way of thinking about NFT, at least my humble opinion. A lot of NFT today is about di digital rights management. I mean, like authenticity of that yeah, piece yeah, of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also connecting the creator to the end user directly. Mm -hmm. You don't need, uh, need an intermediary. How, how about thinking about this? This is my thinking. How about I have my own NFT to authenticate me? Now become the new universal ID. I can cut in and out digital, online, and manifest. Think about the new CRM we can do. Mm -hmm. Truly, the single truth, right? The one, right? Yeah. So I think that's a new way of, that's why I would believe brand will start issuing their own token. So they know if I'm like uh, uh, L'Oreal will give me a token, they, it's the same Stephen Moy going in and out those dimensions. Yeah, that's right. Think about that. Like all of a sudden, truly, I think personalization at scale, I think that could be a new application NFT, right? If it's a non-fungible. Backed yeah. by blockchain technology, you can cut yeah. in and know that's what the whole beautiful thing about blockchain, right? So I think that's a new loyalty personalization with that right application of NFT, mm. and then we can truly do universal ID, and then I think that's the that's the new world order because I can go to Disney, just carrying my digital token. I don't yeah. need yeah. a bracelet. Yeah, I don't. I I hate carrying wallet right now. I only down to th two cards, like Apple Card. <laughs> Same here, yeah. I yeah. no cash. So what if the world, you don't even have to carry that, right? You go That's in, right. you walk through, I walk right out truly, right? Because somehow the token with me, I walk, walk out from CVS, they know, right? Because it should be your identity going mm -hmm. forward. I think mm -hmm. that could be interesting, right? All of a sudden, you're the show, I see, think about it, you don't have to do password anymore. 
right? You can have all your COVID. I, I'm fully vaccinated. Maybe yeah. all right. Like instead of I keep pulling up my cot like, every time. So I think that's exciting. I think that that exciting. Think about healthcare too. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people? Well, again, there's just so much application. I can. I was half jokingly when my staff even dating billion dollars. Right? You have many? You stop all the catfishing. <laughs> 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 right, solve a lot of problems at once. So that that one thing, I would say the second second territory. If you don't mind me saying, yeah, that, of course. Uh, I truly believe you see more and more true implementation of the truly talk about diversity, inclusion, and uh, equality. I I was so sad in doing the、uh, pandemic, learning forty percent of U.S. population and roughly forty percent in in the in the world a single parent. Nothing wrong with that, and also forty percent of them, they are all of our population. You have forty percent of hourly wager. I didn't know that,、mm. and then they don't have internet access. The only、right. internet access through the parent phone. So when the government decided to send to school,、uh, send the kid back to school with no daycare, how can they do remote learning? That's right. Right. So I, I see a lot of opportunity. The more progressive brand could help. I truly believe like DI is a new standard for any innovation.、Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to do it, right? And,、mm-hmm. and inclusion is not more more than tokenization. More like you really have to have shared voice, right? Different、mm-hmm. religion, different race, different belief, different background. That you can design new products and services for all people.、Mm-hmm. Right? I truly believe that. Like, how could? Why are we not giving five G away for free?、Right? Yeah, totally agree. Right? It's available for. Banking, like how much investment before COVID? I actually started working with like the underprivileged crowd, a lot of、uh, retail, try to digitize footstep,、hmm. right? So, so I think that's a lot of innovation. I would encourage a lot of leading brands if they can do true digital innovation and transformation. Now you should focus on the digital and native give, given, right? That's、sure. your brand model, right? But how about the、uh, underprivileged, not digital、mm-hmm. native? Right? Because、mm-hmm. when we define digital native. This oh you can afford a thousand dollar phone, pretty educated right in in the world. Yeah, I think that should be more innovation for all assets, all people, all, all level. I I really believe hopefully in five to ten years we are we are we are we should be a leading country to show the world how we do it. I love、way. that, love that, Stephen. This has been a really inspirational show for me. Thank you for coming on. I'm curious, where do you go for your inspiration, Stephen? Fortunately, I have a few people really inspire me. Of course, first my parents,、uh, no longer with me, but、mm. I truly believe I have a philosophy. You have to sometimes maybe a little harsh, but you have to destroy the old and to create the new.、Mm-hmm. I still remember they dropped everything. I was born in Hong Kong, but they decided for the children future, including me, let's move to U.S. So they、mm-hmm. drop everything, move there, no friends, we have family here, but my my father learned to be a chef. He wasn't a chef, like yeah. That's our selflessness, and also the way I looking at it is, oh wow, you have to really sometimes for you want to make a snap change or even personal transformation. Yeah, you have to move out forward, right? So that's first thing. I I really enjoy working for Bob Bob Greenberg, the founder、mm. of、uh, the the LGA. LGA, yeah. So he told me, Stephen, we never done. I said, what do you mean, Stephen? I I'm always building an eighty percent company. We never done. So refreshing when I heard about. Oh man, yeah. Right, because be, being a CEO, I've been two times CEO, five years, six years already. There's no book, Bill, to teach you to be a better CEO. <laughs>
no MBA or doctorate yeah. teaching yeah. you. And I'm not alone a, a CEO, a better leader. And that mindset, you never done, really. I mean, right? How refreshing when you think about it. Yeah, you never oh, done. Always be learning, always be tinkering, right. always be sort of testing, learning, evolving, right? Iterating. Yeah, absolutely. That that really, really struck deep. So mm. that that's I. That's why this time at Barbarian, I was truly like listening more because like mm. you should have no ego. Your people know more sure. better than you. Yeah, you never done. So I'm always trying new things. And good news is, in a smaller agency that I am the CEO, I can try new thing. Let's launch a new services. Oh, no one liking it. Let's launch a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the world is dynamic, right? So listen to your client. Why are they not buying? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You don't have to yeah. force it. We got a lot of time. Digital transformation for our client, they have their own pace, as I say, right? The big company, they move a little bit different. Small company, they have limited budget, but they move faster. Mm -hmm. I think that's a joy, become a partner to really create the future faster for them. doesn't matter what budget and what brand you have. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Very cool. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been such a fun conversation. I've been oh, thank you. laughing a ton, learning a ton. Just really uh, thank you very much for the gift of your time and coming on. It's great to meet oh. you. Good to see you again. And hopefully uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Barbarian successes. I'll be looking after you guys. And hopefully if I'm ever back up in New York and you got a little spare time, I'd love to buy you a beer or coffee or whatever your beverage. Let's choice. do it. No, thank you, Bill. We, we need to do it again. Yeah. Sounds Meantime, good. Let me know. I, I have a lot of fun. Thank you for listening and my personal journey. And Loved it. Again. Loved every minute of it. All right, everybody. Great, great show. We're out. Thanks for listening to Be Customer Led with Bill Stakos. We are grateful to our audience for the gift of their time. Be sure to visit us at BeCustomerLed.com for more episodes. Leave us feedback on how we're doing or tell us what you want to hear more about. Until next time, we're out. We're out.